At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead with scott seidenberg on vsin the sports betting network Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R, and all of us on the network at VSIN Live. Congratulations. We have made it through the toughest day of the year when it comes to sports betting. The day after the All-Star break in Major League Baseball, technically the day after the All-Star game, is the dead day in sports. There was one game in the WNBA, bright and early, noon Eastern time. That's it. And it's so confusing why a league like the WNBA or Major League Soccer doesn't dominate this day and schedule a ton of games, play in prime time, and get all of the TV eyes on you. And the only reason why I believe it has not happened is because ESPN actually owns this day. The ESPYs has been the day after the All-Star game for as long as I can remember. Because it is the day where there are no games, so all of the athletes can be present at the awards show. And I don't know where it was this year. Oh, it was in L.A. this year, and which is convenient because the Major League Baseball All-Star game was in L.A. And I don't know if it's, like, always convenient to the host city. I don't know if it's always in L.A. I mean, it was an, I went a couple of years ago, and it was in L.A., but that and the Major League Baseball All-Star game was in San Diego, so it was kind of convenient to go from San Diego to Los Angeles for the ESPYs. But it's always been the day after the All-Star game because everyone could be there. There's nothing going on in sports. And it becomes the top television thing to watch here on this Wednesday night. Uh, in case you're wondering, some of the bigger awards that were handed out including the uh, game of the year, the best game, went to the AFC Divisional game when the Chiefs defeated the Bills in overtime. That game will uh, forever live in my mind. It was one of the most crushing losses I have faced as a sports better. 
and I'm sure many of you feel the same exact way as the Bills were able to bounce back, go back and forth with the Chiefs, and then with 13 seconds left. They don't squib it. Chiefs march down the field, two plays. It's just... <sighs> the field goal, it's, I, I still can't. I mean, it really is uh, absolutely heartbreaking that the Bills lost that game. And I believe if the Bills win that game, they go on to win the Super Bowl. That's how good, that's how good the Bills are. And which is why I kind of believe in the Bills this year as a mission team, a redemption team. But I was thinking about something as I was watching the SB Awards today. And specifically watching this moment with the... Um, the 13-second loss and, and the Chiefs beating the Bills. Because that's like one of the bad beats of all time. And I know Scott Van Pelt does a great job with Stanford Steve on, on his show, and they talk about bad beats all the time. But what I was thinking about, with the um, you know widespread legalization of sports betting around the country, it's no longer taboo. I mean, it is a it's it's a main point of conversation on not just sports betting networks like ours, but all across social media and even on national broadcast networks. So why not have a gambling award show? Let's create the sports betting SPs. You know, the sports betting awards where you could talk about the bad beats, the good wins, the largest covers, um, the 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 biggest long shot, a big you know biggest underdog to win a game, the biggest long shot futures play to cash in, uh, you know things like that. The you can, the favorite of the year, the team that was favored the most throughout the the, the season. Um, you can call them the, the the chalk award or something or or the square award for the team that was bet on the most during the season. You could create so many awards just around sports betting. And I think that would be a lot of fun to talk about, you know, some of the highs and lows over the course of the year in sports betting. Talk about the Shohei Otani winning the MVP last year. Talk about, you know, a, a team the Bengals winning the AFC last year, and as it relates to the sports betting landscape and hand out the sports betting awards. Maybe that's something we're going to have to do here on VSIN, and I can pioneer that, and we'll give out the awards just based on what we have seen throughout the past several months. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S, O-N-A-I-R. Speaking of the Buffalo Bills, we'll do plenty of football coming up here on this show. We'll be joined by Mark Drumheller of Yahoo Sports, also veteran scout coach and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com will join me on the program. Uh, Wes Reynolds, our very own, will we'll talk uh, some football with him. Danny Burke's going to join me coming up about 10 minutes or so from now. And I want to talk to Danny Burke about, uh, you know, he hosts the Chicago CityCast, also Rush Hour for us here on VSIN, and I'm so glad I got him on because I got to talk to him about my future bet that I have placed the 10 to 1 on Dylan Cease to win the American League Cy Young Award. And who better to talk to than a Chicago guy 
in uh, Danny Burke. So we'll get his thoughts on that, and then we'll just talk about the White Sox as a whole as well, because yesterday on the program, we continued our division-by-division breakdown in Major League Baseball. And what what we've been doing, in case you haven't tuned in the past couple of nights, where were you? I'm not going to blame you, but, you know, you should have been here. What I've been doing is talking about each division. So on Monday, we did both the East, American League, National League. Yesterday, we did the Central. Today, we're going to do the West. And I'm going through every team, their current standings, what their preseason win total is, and what their adjusted win total is for the remainder of the season. And taking a look at the outlook for each of these teams, comparing it to how they looked early on in the season. And yesterday we did the Central Division. And I talked about the White Sox because they're a team that has grossly underperformed, especially compared to their preseason expectations. This was a team that was an extremely popular bet, not just to win their division, but to represent the American League and win the World Series. The White Sox, before the season started, had a win total projection of 91.5. By comparison, there were one, two, three, three other teams that had win totals projected above 90, and only one team, the Toronto Blue Jays, had a higher win total projection than the Chicago White Sox. The Yankees were the same as the White Sox. The Astros were the same as the White Sox. And yet, to to this point, they sit here as a 500 team. 46 and 46 with a negative 14 run differential. And the old Bill Parcells line was, you are what your record says you are. And that's who this team is. They are an average baseball team. But the potential's there, right? Because you think about all the preseason expectations that they have not lived up to. They haven't even come close to it. And thinking about how grossly they've underperformed, I mean, their adjusted win total right now for the second half of the season, 85 and a half. That's a six-game adjustment off the preseason win total. So to talk about, to think about this team and how much they've underperformed, you still look at the standings in that division and they're three games out. That's it. And if they have positive regression and play to the back of their baseball cards, that's the other saying, in Major League Baseball, is that a player will eventually play to the back of his baseball card. And what that means is you're going to be who you're going to be. If you're a career 275 hitter and, you know, you get off to a start where you're batting 210, you're going to have positive regression. You're eventually going to play up to your standards. Same thing if you're batting 350. I mean, you're eventually going to come back down to earth. You're going to play to the back of your baseball card. That's the saying in Major League Baseball. And so for the White Sox to have these expectations with the talent that they have, you got to believe eventually it's going to come around. And they're only three games back, and they're led by a guy who in his last 10 starts, that's 58 innings pitched, has only allowed three earned runs. And yet everyone is gushing over Shohei Otani, Everyone is gushing over Justin Verlander. 
Shane McClanahan, even in the National League, the great Sandy Alcantara. But no pitcher has been better in their last 10 starts than Dylan Cease of the Chicago White Sox. I believe Cease is the pick for the American League Cy Young Award, and I'm starting to believe the White Sox are the team to win the American League Central. We'll talk to Danny Burke coming up next, the host of the Chicago City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers for us here at VEASAN, as well as Rush Hour, Monday through Friday on the network. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there's been times in life where I needed to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't ready. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone is on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining me now is the host of the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. You can catch it on vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from, as well as Rush Hour Monday through Friday here on the Sports Betting Network. He's Danny Burke. Danny, I just uh, got done talking about the White Sox, and yesterday I did the American League Central in terms of um, doing uh, each night this week a divisional kind of recap and preview, kind of looking at their win total before the season, the adjusted win total now for the rest of the season, and the White Sox have an adjusted win total of 85 and a half. And if you look compared to the rest of the division, it would have them in first place 
when the season is concluded. Are you buying in on the White Sox to win the American League Central? Oh, man. Look, I, I, I certainly hope so, but my opinion on this has gone back and forth so many times. It, it's really absurd at this point, but truthfully, at the end of the day, Scott, uh, if you had the old gun to my head, I would say yes, because you got to look at it from a few different reasons, right? You got to look at it with one, just kind of the expectations of what this team had set coming into this year. Uh, two, realizing that they dealt with a lot of injuries, a lot of bad luck. Hopefully they can stay healthy, maintain some consistency with the lineup and turn it around. And three, and most importantly, just getting that momentum heading into the All-Star break and tying that in with having what, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Fangraphs had them as the easiest remaining schedule yep. in Major League Baseball. Yep. So all of that kind of adds up to the White Sox, you would think, to be able to turn things around. But, Scott, the thing that gives you a little bit of trepidation is knowing how bad Larusa can be conduct, uh, conducting this team from time to time. And again, if that bad luck just kind of continues. But realistically, I do think the bad luck will come to an end. I just at least hoping Larusa can stay out of the way enough to give the White Sox a good opportunity to really just get on a good streak here, whether it's right away, whether it's kind of after a week of getting acclimated once again, whatever it is, they need to do it. And I do think it comes to fruition. I got involved with the White Sox when they were minus 110, but like last week, they were 2-1, to one, and then this past Monday they were plus 135, and now there's a short shot at least at Bat Rivers. So the steam is coming in on the White Sox. And, you know, I was talking about this team as well, Scott, and I was looking at their odds to make the playoffs, and the yes was like minus 177, and then to win the division, like I was saying, was like plus 135. If you want to get involved with the White Sox, you might as well take the plus price for them to win the division because them winning the division is an easier path to the postseason, in my opinion, as opposed to them overcoming a large crowd in the AL wildcard race. So if you do, if you are feeling bullish on the White Sox, take some plus money if you can find it for them to win the division. I do think they have the best chance. The Twins have a good offense, but I think their pitching will take a step back. I'm not too concerned about the Guardians. But again, I'm with this guy. I think the White Sox probably find a way because of that favorable schedule to end up on top. It's not going to be pretty, but they'll find a way. 70 games remaining. They have seven against the A's, 11 against the Royals, nine against the Tigers, three against the Diamondbacks, four against the Colorado Rockies. That is not exactly murderer's row, Danny. So they should roll (laughs) through this second half schedule. And speaking of rolling, Dylan Cease is the best pitcher in Major League Baseball since May 29th. Ten starts since May 29th, 58 innings, three earned runs allowed. Those three earned runs came on three solo home runs. So really three mistake pitches out of the last 58 innings. He has struck out, what is it, 30, 50, 60, almost 70-something batters in those 58 innings. He is 10-1. to to win the American League Cy Young. I think this is comical, and we should all be hammering Dylan Cease to win the AL Cy Young Award. Look, I don't know what it is. It might just be anecdotal, but every time I bet on Cease, it's turned out to be his bad outings, which, granted, there's only been two of them. But, you know, he does find himself in sticky situations, but he somehow escapes it and doesn't get these earned runs tallied on him. He went on a streak where he gave up like five, six runs, but none of them came out. And maybe I'm exaggerating, but you get my point. At the end of the day, Scott, you're right. I mean, 
the fact that you're still getting double digits on this guy is truly remarkable. But I, I think a little of that goes hand in hand with just the poor start in the first half to the White Sox team overall. And again, if we're kind of on the same line of thinking that this team's going to take a step forward, well, Dylan Seas has to be a main culprit for why that's going to be the case. That will get highlighted a little bit more, and then you're going to see the odds decrease. It's not necessarily saying that you're betting it, guaranteeing he's going to win if he can keep this path going, but it's more so recognizing the value you have right now and putting yourself in a good position when the season's over. Maybe he's in the top three consideration when all this is said and done. Because, you know, Scott, I, I've been more invested in the NL Cy Young. The AL, I haven't really bet except for at the very beginning. I, I took a flyer on Logan Gilbert, and obviously that isn't looking too great. But, you know, as great as Shane McClanahan has been, is there a slight thought in your mind to think that, hey, maybe him and or the Rays kind of take a step back? Am I crazy for thinking that right now? Because, you know, everybody's just been going nuts about him, and rightfully so. But, again, I, there's still so much baseball left to be played. Yeah, I think maybe there's a situation where the Rays uh, uh, maybe skip a starter or two just to manage his innings and get – because this is the most he's ever going to pitch, right, uh, this season. Right. So um, maybe just manage his innings as they get closer and closer to the end of the season. But, you know, you, you talk about the, the National League. Sandy Alcantara is, is lights out. The guy is incredible. He's the best pitch pitcher right now on the planet. And what's great about him is that he goes, what, eight, nine innings every time he starts. But if you look over the course of the last 10 starts, no one has been better than Dylan Cease, and I can't believe that no one's talking about it. He's got a .47 ERA in his last 10 starts, and you look at Alcantara's last 10 starts, and while, yeah, he's picking up wins, and yeah, he's going nine innings, but he's giving up two runs. He's giving up three runs. He's giving up three right. runs and two runs. Cease is putting up zeros every game. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. So, again, I think that goes hand-in-hand hand with just recognizing that the White Sox need to turn things around, and I think they will. And then, again, these will be the main reason why. And it's only a matter of time before it starts decreasing. But I guess it's really just, you know, what a lot of, if you're hearing baseball being discussed, which is seldom aside from, you know, we talk about it at nauseum, but some of the big networks don't get involved with it too crazily. But if they do, they highlight really just the top guys. McClanahan has been the hot pitcher to discuss so much. And obviously Verlander's always in the conversation. But now again, if the White Sox start getting in that group, Cease is going to get that recognition. So, yeah, if you think somehow it's not going to be McClanahan or rather maybe that someone could give him a run for his money and you're looking for value, it has to be Cease right now. I'm right there with you. Again, double digits, hard to pass up if you think he can keep it going. All right, Cease, Cortez, Michaelis, or Strider, best mustache in baseball? Ooh, I got to go with Cortez, actually. Um, I I think he kind of got the recognition for that a little bit earlier on. You know, Michaelis has had it for a while, but as a Cubs fan, you know, I, I can't in good faith uh, give it to him, you know, being, uh, being a cardinal there. So I got to steer away from that. Uh, Cortez, he's got the southpaw. He's got he's got the stash going. He came about with it, and he kind of just carries himself in a mild manner. So I'll, I'll give the, the swagger and the coolness edge uh, to Cortez with the stash. We got about a minute left. Is Bears under six and a half the best bet to make for this team? <laughs> 
Well, that's what everybody's telling me, right? I mean, look, I, you know, I give the Bears a, a, a lot of crap, like left and right, pretty much with all my Chicago teams, because a lot of times they deserve it. But I'm just going to say, if they're giving you plus money to the over, I just did the old gun to your head thing, I honestly would bet the over because they will finally have some competency with their coaching staff. Fields will have time to throw. And believe it or not, they have more weapons this year offensively than they did last year. Robinson was not a factor. You picked up more pieces, and you have a favorable schedule. I'm not saying I'm betting it, but I'm not saying the under's a lock. So I would have to lead over. It's still going to be a poor year, though. So don't get your hopes up if you're a Bears fan. Uh, certainly we won't. Danny, appreciate the time and the conversation. We'll catch up again soon. Hey, you got it, Scott. Take care, buddy. There he is, Danny Burke, the host of the Chicago City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers for us here at VSIN. You can find it on vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from and catch Danny hosting Rush Hour right here on vcin Monday through Friday. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on vcin, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. My thanks to Danny Burke, host of the Chicago CityCast, for joining me uh, in our last segment as we talked about the White Sox and Dylan Cease and his candidacy for the American League Cy Young Award. Yesterday, we did a lot of uh, White Sox talk, because obviously because we did the American League Central as well as the National League Central. And today, we're going to get into the Western divisions, both in the American League and the National League. So let's talk about the AL West, which is a division that hosts the hottest team in Major League Baseball now, the Seattle Mariners, who have won 14 straight games. But what's amazing about this and I kind of talked about it earlier this season when it was um, when it was with the Mets and the Braves. Because remember, the Braves won 14 straight. And I remember every baseball guest I had on, I asked them the same question. What's more amazing? The Braves have won 14 straight. Uh, it was the Braves winning 14 straight games and still being in second place. Or the Angels losing 14 straight games and still being in second place. Because that was the scenario, right? The Angels lose 14 straight games, yet they were still in second place behind the Astros. And the Braves winning 14 straight still remained in second place behind the Mets. And the consensus answer that I got was it was more impressive or it was more telling about the National League East and how great the Mets, how great of a start the Mets got out to. And that they were able to build up this big lead to the point where the team in second place can win 14 straight games, and yet they still wouldn't threaten them in terms of the standings. Now, it has kind of evened out. The Mets go into the All-Star break two and a half games up on the Atlanta Braves. But if you're looking at what's going on right now in the AL West, the Mariners have won 14 straight games. Yet, not only are they in second place, They're nine games back of the Houston Astros. Now, that tells you two things. One, how good the Astros have been this year. Second best record in the American League 
at 59-32. and 32. Third best record in all of baseball. But it also tells you just how bad of a start the Seattle Mariners got off to. And the Mariners are a confusing team because they came into this season with a lot of expectations, a lot of hype. People thought this year is going to be the year that the Mariners break out of this postseason drought. They have the talent. They went out. They brought in Robbie Ray, the reigning American League Cy Young Award winner. They made some key trades. You know, you get Jesse Winker, Eugenio Suarez, to the young rookie sensation in Julio Rodriguez, talented hitters like Ty France, and, and you know, eventually you get Mitch Hanniger will come back from injury, and um, which I believe he is going to do a minor league start, a minor league rehab start, I think I saw that. Let me check that. Um, he, yeah, I think he's doing a minor league rehab start, but anyway. This was a team that everybody was really, really high on. And then they get off to such a bad start. But they've won 14 straight games. They're now 51-42 and 42 on the season. They're nine games out of first place, though. But more important than that, they are currently in possession of the second wild card in the American League. So this is a team that started this winning streak under 500, and has risen up to now being 52 and, uh, excuse me, uh, 51 and 42. Let's start with the, let's let's go to that Mariners team. We'll start with them since we're talking about them. Uh, preseason, the Mariners had a win total 83 and a half. And this year, well, now uh, the updated win total, 86 and a half. Fangraph's projections has the Mariners to win, where are we, 86 and 76, meaning that they would finish the second half of the season 36 and 34, essentially playing 500 baseball. Seattle has the fifth easiest remaining schedule in baseball. 69 games left. Seattle has two against Washington, nine against Oakland, three against Kansas City, seven against Detroit, and then they have 11 against the Angels, nine against the Rangers. And then their difficult games, you got three against the White Sox, seven against the Guardians, two against the Padres, three against the Braves, seven against the Astros, that's not going to be fun, and six against the Yankees, that's not going to be fun. But the winnable games certainly outweigh the difficult ones, which is why they have the fifth easiest remaining schedule, and I think this is the year that the Mariners do break out of this postseason drought. Let's take a look at the first place Houston Astros, 59-32 and with a plus 98 run differential. That is the uh, third best in all of Major League Baseball, same thing as their record, third best in all of Major League Baseball. Preseason win total of 91 and a half. Updated win total, 101 and a half. That is a high number for the Astros. Fangraphs has the Astros projected 99 and 63. So it would go under that 101 mark. To go 99 and 63, the Astros would have to go 40 and 31 the rest of the season. 
Taking a look at the Astros' strength of schedule, though, they have the sixth easiest schedule remaining. Of their remaining 71 games, they have 10 against Oakland, three against Detroit, six against the Angels, two against Arizona, and eight against Texas. So really, to me, it's about the Oakland, uh, Oakland, Detroit, and Arizona games, which they have 15 games left against those three teams. Uh, I think there's a possibility that this team does reach this 101 win mark. Uh, maybe could go 102. It's certainly a conversation. Plus, you know, well, they're going to be a lock for this, uh, the two seed and the buy. So that could really come into play at the end of the year, although I don't see them taking their foot off the pedal. Uh, let's go to the Texas Rangers, 41 and 49. They have a minus one run differential. Preseason win total for the Texas Rangers was 74 and a half. The updated win total is 74 and a half. Exactly the same. And Fangraphs currently has the Texas Rangers projected at 74 and 88. In order to go 74 and 88, they would have to go 33 and 39. The rest of the way. Taking a look at the Rangers' strength of schedule. Mm. 72 games remaining. The 14th most difficult schedule in baseball. Four games against the Yankees. Eight against the Astros. Three against the Rays. Nine against the Mariners. Three against the Blue Jays. Four against the Twins. But they do have nine against the A's. Three against the Tigers. And two against the Rockies. Uh, moving along in that division, we go to the Angels, who are 39-53, and 53, a minus 30 run differential. Preseason, well, people were high on the Angels. 83.5, and, and their updated win total is 75.5. Fangraphs has the Angels finishing 74-88. and 88. That would mean a 500 season the rest of the way, 35 and 35. The Angels right now, the uh, 10th easiest schedule in Major League Baseball with 10 games against, uh, excuse me, 12 games against Oakland, three against KC, six against Detroit, and 10 against the Texas Rangers. And then in last place, it is those Oakland A's, 32 and 61, a minus 118 run differential, which is the second worst in Major League Baseball, only behind the Pittsburgh Pirates. Preseason win total for Oakland was 58 and a half. Updated win total, or excuse me, uh, let's see. Uh, preseason win total was 80, 80, uh, 68 and a half. 68 and a half. Their updated is 58 and a half. Fangraphs has them 61 and 101, finishing 29 and 40 the rest of the way. Oakland has the seventh most difficult schedule remaining. In Major League Baseball, I think that they might go under, to be honest with you, this 58 and a half mark. That's our look at the American League West. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the National League West. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Still have plenty of football to get into uh, with some previews of both the NFL and college football coming up in our next hour. But we'll do the NL West coming up next with me, Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The Betting Splits page is updated every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting Splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network, as we continue our division-by-division division breakdown here at the Major League Baseball All-Star break, getting ready for the second half of the Major League Baseball season. We have wrapped up the American League West, and now we finish off our previews with the National League West. The Dodgers are in first place, 60-30, and 30 with a run differential of plus 169. That is the second best in all of baseball. The 60 wins, of course, the second best in all of baseball, second only to the New York Yankees. Uh, they have finished the, second, finished the first half hot, winning nine of their last 10 games going into the All-Star break. Uh, the Padres are in second place, 52 and 42, 10 games back. Then the Giants are 48 and 43, Rockies 43 and 50, and the Diamondbacks 40 and 52. In the wild card standings right now, the, um, let's see, in the wild card standings right now, you got San Diego as your second wild card, and San Francisco a half game out of the third wild card. So the potential to get three teams from this division into the postseason is very much alive. Let's start with those Dodgers. Preseason win total was extremely high, as you would expect. A lot of people were very high on this team going into the year. Dodgers were 98 and a half, the highest win total projection in all of Major League Baseball. Their updated win total is at 103 and a half. That is the second highest in baseball, right behind the 104 and a half of the New York Yankees. Fangraphs has the Dodgers projected to finish at 101 and 61, which would go under that updated win total of 103 and a half. In order for them to finish at 101 and 61, they'd have to go 41 and 31 the rest of the season. And according to their strength of schedule, 
There are 72 games remaining. The Dodgers have the 17th easiest schedule in baseball. Or if you wanted to reverse engineer that, that's the 11, 12, 13th most difficult schedule in all of Major League Baseball. Their difficult games are three against the Mets, 12 against the Padres, seven against the Brewers, three against the uh, Cardinals, two against the Twins, and 14 still to remain against the San Francisco Giants. However, on the easy side, three against the Nationals, three against the Royals, eight against the Diamondbacks, 10 against the Rockies, and seven against the Marlins. Although the Marlins, not really, you know, I wouldn't call that easy. I think the Marlins could be a difficult test for any team, especially if you got to go up against Sandy Alcantara. Uh, taking a look at the second-place team in the division, the San Diego Padres, 52-42. and 42. Their preseason win total was set at 89-and-a-half. Their adjusted win total now, 90-and-a-half. Fangraphs has the Padres projected to finish 89-73, and 73, meaning they would go 37-31 and 31 in their final 68 games. The Padres right above the Dodgers as the 16th easiest schedule in baseball. Their easy games, seven against the uh, Nats, three against the Royals, three against the Tigers, seven against the Diamondbacks, eight against the Rockies, three against the Marlins. And their difficult games, 12 against the Dodgers, and then three against the Mets, two against the Mariners, three against the Cardinals, three against the Twins, nine against the Giants. Speaking of the Giants, their preseason win total was sitting at 86 and a half, and their adjusted total is exactly the same, 86 and a half. Fangraphs has them finishing 86 and 76. Boy, it's amazing that these numbers are so right on with the uh, you know the, the projections according to Fangraphs. <laughs> uh, 71 games remaining. That would mean that they would finish 38 and 33 down the stretch. Looking at their remaining schedule, San Francisco is the 11th easiest schedule in Major League Baseball. Easy games: two against Oakland, seven against the Cubs, two against Detroit, three against the Pirates. Uh, 13 against the Diamondbacks and 10 against the Rockies. You know, when you think about the ease of their schedule, maybe this team goes over this win total. This was a team that played some really bad baseball uh, for stretches in the first half. There was a stretch where they had made, it was like, what, nine errors in five games. They had lost uh, a whole bunch in a row. And maybe the second half of the year is going to look a little better you know the Giants are a team that could be buyers at the deadline. I'd be intrigued to see if there's a move that they make. But taking a look at the second-half schedule and the ease of it and thinking about them going, you know, a little bit, all they got to do is go 39-32, and 32, and they would go over this 86-and-a-half win total. I think they could be an 87-88 win team. So, you know, I actually don't hate this uh, over on the San Francisco Giants. Let's talk about the Colorado Rockies, 43-50 and 50 so far this season. Their preseason win total was at 68 and a half. Their updated win total is 71 and a half. So a little in, uh, ahead of their preseason win total. Fangraphs has the Rockies finishing at... 73 and 89. So that would be an over 
on their adjusted win total as well as an over on their preseason win total. The Rockies currently have, let's see, where's their strength of schedule? Colorado has the number one easiest schedule remaining in Major League Baseball. That their strength of schedule, the number one easiest schedule. I don't know why it's the number one easiest schedule. Is it? No, I'm sorry. It's the number one most difficult schedule remaining in baseball. My bad. The most difficult schedule remaining in baseball. 69 games left, 10 against the Dodgers, 4 against the Mets, 3 against the Braves, 8 against the Padres, 7 against the Brewers, 6 against the Cardinals. Their uh, respite is 3 against the Reds, 3 against the Cubs, 9 against the Diamondbacks, 2 against the Rangers. So, you know, when you think about that, if we're being honest, Yes, Fangraphs does have them projected to go 73 and 89. That would mean a record of 30 and 39 in the second half of the season. But when you consider they have the most difficult schedule remaining in all of Major League Baseball, perhaps this is an under the way to look at this team. And finally, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, 40 and 52. They preseason had a win total of 67 and a half. Their adjusted win total, 69 and a half. So two-game increase on the Diamondbacks. And Fangraphs has the Diamondbacks projected to go 71 and 91, which would go over this adjusted win total and their preseason win total. Arizona, though, has the third most difficult schedule remaining in Major League Baseball. Eight against the Dodgers, two against the Astros, three against the Braves, seven against the Padres, seven against the Brewers, and three against the Phillies. They're easy games remaining. Uh, three against the Nationals, two against the Royals, four against the Pirates, nine against the Rockies. So that is the Arizona Diamondbacks, and uh, no real feel on this total. I think it's right around what the number. I think at most they're going to be a 70-win team, so... Uh, and at worst, they're probably 68. So I think it's going to be very, very close to this number of 69 and a half. That is our look at the National League West as we conclude our division-by-division division recap slash preview here at the Major League Baseball All-Star break. If you're curious, the hardest schedules remaining in all of Major League Baseball, Rockies, Red Sox, Diamondbacks, Rays, and Orioles, top five most difficult schedules, Five easiest schedules, Cardinals, White Sox, Phillies, Cubs, and Reds. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk a lot of football. Going to be joined by uh, Chris Landry, football scout, coach, and consultant. Also, Mark Drumheller from Yahoo Sports. But coming up next, James Harden signs a new contract. It's not a surprise. We knew this was coming. He does take a pay cut, but what is the true story behind this pay cut? I'll explain coming up next. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.